Well, friends, today's message is going to be a little bit different than a typical sermon. As I shared before, I'm going to be um, sharing with you a state of the church address, just like you might hear a state of the union, but I will appreciate a not too close comparison to any world or state leaders. Please and thank you. We're doing this because we think it's a really important thing to have a conversation at the beginning of every year that puts us on the same page so that we can all have an understanding of how Messiah is serving others and reaching them with the good news of Jesus Christ. We want to know where we are before we understand where we are called to go. So I'll be sharing briefly today about some ways that we have faithfully cared for one another in 2022 and also some invitations for growth I think God is sharing with us in this new year. But I want you to keep in mind as I share all of this that because this church has such a wide reach and because we have such a deep impact in so many places and so many lives and because of all the ways that we share Jesus' love, not all of them can be quantified, uh, what I will share today is in no way an accurate representation of all that we are doing. Okay, so just bear that in mind. If you don't hear about the thing in which you are deeply engaged, it's not because it's not important. It's just because I only have 24 minutes. <laughs> there's just no way that you can quantify. There's no data on what a caring card means to somebody in a tough time. There's no way to calculate the impact that those of us who serve with children, the impact that we are making in their lives, there's no way to measure what our presence in mission means to those of who, those we are going to serve. I'm going to do my best to try, so you should have received in your bulletin today an impact report. This is just some of the numbers of the ways that this church has made an impact in 2022 with a brief thank you to me on the front, from me on the front, and then you'll see some, not again, not all of the numbers of the ways that this church has impacted and reached people in the past year. And then just some really fun pictures on the back. If you're online, our worship host will make a copy of that available to you so that you can see all of it. I want you to put it somewhere visible, bookmark it online, stick it on your fridge, just like your favorite artwork. Would you put it um, next to the place that you pray, perhaps? And please remember to give God thanks for what has been and also to say thank you for what will come. Let's do that together now. Would you pray with me? God, I'm so, so thankful for the ways that you continue to make yourself known to us in the ways that we serve together, in the ways that we worship together, in the ways we take care of one another and share the good news about your love. Thank you, God, for what you've been doing. And thank you, God, for what you have yet to do. We offer all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. So who here, who here is a New Year's resolutions person? No one? All right. Maybe some of our online friends are raising their hands digitally. I don't know. I would not, in fairness, be the person who raises her hand because I don't make a New Year's resolution anymore, but I do that trendy thing, which is to do a word, like a word of the year, you know, like a word to guide my reflection and my decisions and to challenge my habits, a word to work towards and to think about. My word for 2023 is lead. 
lead as I, as I continue to step into the role of lead pastor here, but I'd also like to propose that maybe a word for our church would be really helpful in 2023. And so that word that I've been circling around and praying about for our whole church is invitation. Invitation. So in other words, in the decisions that we make, in the hope that we have for who God is calling us to become, what is the invitation that God is issuing us as a church? So as we make decisions as a staff and, and the leadership board and all of those of us who are involved in various places, what if we asked ourselves, what is the invitation that God is issuing to us in this moment? What is the invitation before us to love another person as we love ourselves in this moment? What is the invitation that we can make to another person to live in and to receive God's love? Invitation. That's really what Jesus is doing in this scripture from Matthew 28. That's what we hear him doing for the disciples. Some of the context is this is after Jesus has died and been resurrected, and he's invited the 11 disciples to meet him on a mountain, and they're worshiping him, and they're so praising God for him, and they're also asking some questions because what has just happened is a pretty weird thing, and it's not quite expected. And this is where Jesus says to them, and I'm paraphrasing, but the basic gist of what he says in Matthew 28 is, listen, friends, I've got the authority to send you out, so I'm going to do it. Go. Tell more people about me. You've been doing it. Keep on doing it. Invite them into a life full of following me. Baptize them. But don't just baptize them. Teach them to listen to the Holy Spirit and be guided by the Holy Spirit. And remember, you don't do that on your own. I'll go with you now and always. Jesus is inviting his disciples to this work. Friends, remember, nobody is holding their, nobody is making them be where they are. They're making a choice. They don't have to say yes to the invitation to follow Jesus, but they do. This is not a do it or else ultimatum sort of situation. They go there voluntarily. But there is a strong suggestion that if they've been willing to follow Jesus this far, they're going to be willing to accept his continuing invitation to go where anyone needs to hear about his love and forgiveness, anywhere that somebody needs to hear that good news. And it's an invitation that Jesus is issuing us still today. Go and make disciples. Invite them to love me and to follow me. Nobody makes us come to church. We're grown-ups, right? If we've got kids, maybe we make them go to church, but we're here because we want to be here. At least I hope. And so how are we going to say yes voluntarily to the invitation that Jesus is issuing us to seek to be a church family, to make disciples, to serve our neighbors, and to help others know Jesus? So I'll invite you first to hear about how this church is doing. You can take a big sigh of relief. We're doing great doing great. Things are going really well. I want you to know that we are on a solid foundation, especially considering the challenges that many churches have faced over the past several years. Have you read anything in the news about what's going on in the church in the United States and around the world? Right? Some of it's doom and gloom, isn't it? I'm really, really thankful for where we are. This is a multi-generational church with a servant's heart full of people. This church is full of people who are willing and able to serve and do that. 
with an excellent Jesus-centered staff. We have resources at our disposal to continue to make an impact both here in Central Ohio and around the world. We have everything we need. We have everything we need to go where God is calling us next. Wherever that is, we have everything we need, all of the resources and all of the talent and all of the passion at our disposal. Maybe you noticed a little while ago when we made a shift in our bulletin toward a new format, we also shifted some of the language that we are using to talk about what we do together as a church. And so you'll see that also, it's almost like we planned it, reflected in the impact report that you have in your, in your hands or that you're looking at on your screen. We value passionate worship. We value extravagant generosity. We value intentional discipleship. We value radical hospitality. And we value risk-taking mission and service. I've observed over the past several months that I've been here us living into all of these values in one way or another, and perhaps strongest through our risk-taking mission, the ways that we are willing to put others first. We've served powerfully in local ways this past year. We're involved in ministries that temporarily or permanently house folks without shelter. We're providing food and other material resources to our neighbors here in Central Ohio. We're supporting women and families who are escaping domestic violence. We are loving on kids and students who just need a little bit of extra support and nurture. That's what we're doing locally and globally. We are involved in providing quality medical care in Mexico and India, Haiti and Congo. We are making safe space for kids to live who don't have a home in Mexico. We're providing resources and opportunity and quality care for folks with special needs in Nicaragua. We are supporting the start of new churches in Cuba. In the last year alone, we sent three mission teams with a total of 23 people to New Mexico, Nicaragua, and Cuba. We shared countless coats and hats and socks and shoes and eyeglasses and cell phones to those without. We distributed over 600 hygiene kits to the charitable pharmacy gave 750 Christmas gifts through the giving tree. We shared upwards, this is incredible, you're gonna hear me say we did the math a lot, we did the math, and we shared upwards of $391,000. That's not in-kind gifts, that's dollars to our mission partners. That's incredible, that's absolutely incredible. You can clap for that, that's okay. And we gave at least 5,846 hours of our time and service to other people. I did the math on that one. That's two-thirds of a year. It's two-thirds of a year that we spent in mission as people. Messiah-powered ministry impacted the lives of over 2,600 people in some pretty incredible ways. And I'm looking forward to more of the same in 2023. All of these opportunities that I mentioned and more are going to be active and serving in the coming year. We're headed to Cuba in seven days, six and a half days now. It was seven at the start of the morning. Now it's six and a half days. In September, we are jump-starting a partnership that we've had for a long time in Mexico to provide free medical care for folks around the border. As Pastor Pete mentioned, we're launching a brand new mentoring relationship with Hawthorne Elementary School this month. We've already got a meal pack of a substantial size on the books scheduled for April. So what's God's invitation for risk-taking mission and service in this coming year? 
First, if you did any of this work in 2022, please hear my deep and profound gratitude for your willingness to lend a servant's heart. And will you all just start nodding your heads? Okay, you just agreed to keep on doing it. Well done, you did it. Will you please continue to serve others in this coming year? And if you have not yet become involved in serving in some way through this church, either because you stepped away for a little while or you are newer here, would you accept the invitation to serve an hour a week, an hour a month, an hour a year? I can guarantee you it will grow your faith in ways that you do not expect. Serving others is a primary way that Jesus calls us to grow in relationship with him. If you were waiting for an invitation, here I am. <laughs> here I am. If you're hoping to grow closer to God, this is how. And I would also invite you to invite somebody else to join with you and serve with you because inviting another person to serve with you is hands down the best way to invite them to church. There are lots of folks who are just not willing to walk in the doors of a space to worship on Sunday morning, but they are willing to lend an hour or two at a local food pantry or at a partner's school. It's an incredible way for them to see Jesus' love in action and to come to know who we are as followers of Jesus. So that's who we are in risk-taking mission and service. We also value passionate worship, which means that we celebrate our amazing God together regularly with all that we have and all that we are. You know, many of you have asked me um, during my first six months here, what's the thing that's most surprising to you about Messiah? What surprises you most? And I don't have a thing that surprises me, but I will say that something that's really lovely and truly wonderful is the passion with which we worship God together. I was just struck by the warmth and the genuine worship that happens here on Sundays. It's a life-giving experience. I hope that you experience that as well. And this shows in the number of people who continue to make Sunday morning worship a priority at Messiah in a time when worship just isn't a priority. It's not on the top of many priority lists. We have really strong in-person and online numbers each week, led by our pastors and our staff, three excellent worship services, our scripture tellers. We've had so many people join us for special services like Easter and Christmas Eve. I'm biased at this point, I will totally admit to you, but I really believe that this worship and our incredible music here, it's among the best in Central Ohio. It is just so wonderful. Our chancel choir, yay! I love, nobody else clapped, that's so nice. Our chancel choir, our messiah ringers, our organists, our pianists, all of our guest musicians, our kids have started leading us in worship through their kids choir. We've had several special music Sundays last year. And we're also making improvements to our online worship experience with the addition of some new technology, some new ways of engaging with guests so that everybody feels just as welcome online as they would if they came in person. And that's really important for us because online worship is considered the church's new front door. Folks are going to check us out in uh, online first before they will ever be willing to step foot inside the doors of this church. So that online worship experience must be top-notch, and it is, and it's even growing. We are well on our way. As far as where God is inviting us to passionate worship in this coming year, I would once again say, let's keep doing what we're doing. Let's keep worshiping our amazing God together with excellence and there's always an and with me, not a but, but an and. And let's seek to grow the frequency with which we worship together, either in person or online. One of the results of the pandemic is just that worship isn't the priority for many folks that it was. 
They're across the country. This is happening in big churches and small churches. Those who were in worship several times a month or maybe in worship once a month, if you were in worship once a month before, you make it every few. Some who came every few months have stopped coming. Now a frequent worship attender, a frequent worship attender is somebody who comes once a month. So if you are in worship at least once a month, you are a frequent worship attender. And I'm not going to place a value judgment on any of that. I am not up here in this pulpit to play a blame and blame and game. That's not what I'm here for. I know and I understand that there are many reasons for this reality. I also know and I understand this might not be you personally. Maybe you're here every week. So would you hear me say this, not to shame and not to blame, but would you hear me say this as an invitation? Because I firmly believe, I firmly believe that being together on the Sabbath to praise and thank God each and every week, it is the fuel for our week to come, for every Jesus follower. It's not the only practice of our life together, but it is an essential one. So maybe this is the invitation you need to come back next week as well, to be here in person, and if you're not in person, to be online. And maybe this is the invitation you need, not to shame or blame somebody who you haven't seen in a while, but to reach out to a friend and to say, I miss seeing you. Would you come to church with me and sit with me next week? I'd love to have you with me. And that leads to our value of radical hospitality, the commitment that we make to be a welcoming and a caring space for everyone we meet, both inside the walls of this church and also outside. This is one that volunteers do almost exclusively. They make up the prayer team that prays for our, our prayer needs each and every week. We figured out that our prayer team last year prayed at least 116,000 prayers. 116,000 prayers. That our volunteers in various ministries dedicated themselves to caring for those in the midst of a loss, who were in the midst of an illness, who needed just a bit extra love. We gave out dozens of prayer shawls to those going through a tough time. We sent out thousands of thinking of you and get well soon cards. That our volunteers offered worship services that meet people who are struggling with an illness or a loss and care for them through worship. That our volunteers make a team of folks who go outside our walls to make sure that our community experiences God's love. Fourth Friday, which made thousands of people a year happy with smiles and sidewalk chalk and homemade cookies. It's an excellent math problem, right? Or who made our, our back-to-school carnival happen. We had almost 500 people on what felt like the hottest day of August. Remember hot days? They used to exist. It used to be a thing. We played games and had face paint and snagged a balloon animal or two and we ate a snack. We had over 500 people join us and many of those folks were people we had never seen before. And that's incredible. They met and had a really fun and positive time joining us at that carnival and so many other events like that happened last year. Countless stories of how welcome people felt, how much fun they had. Volunteers ensure that everybody who walks inside our doors on Sunday morning, guest and visitor and member alike, knows that they are wanted here. They open doors, they set out snacks, they answer questions, they share bulletins and collect offerings. It takes about 22 people to make Sunday morning worship happen. Volunteers, 22 volunteers, and y'all show up each and every Sunday. And we welcomed at least 179 guests last year. It's a pretty good number. It's a pretty good start. But that's what it is. It's a start. 
So the invitation that God is issuing to us in this new year is that the number of people that we reach, both here on Sunday and also outside our walls, that that number grow. What I'm not looking for is this low look at us. Our numbers are so fantastic. What I'm looking for is for us to meet people with the love of Jesus. There are so many people out there. They are your neighbors. They are your friends. They are your coworkers who don't know that Jesus loves them. Or maybe they've fallen away from the church because they don't feel like there's a space for them or they're hurt or they have questions or it doesn't feel relevant. And yet what I know is that Church of the Messiah is better poised almost than any other church in central Ohio to offer them love and welcome and a safe place to be themselves and to work through their questions. The question is then how will we offer them welcome? How will we offer them welcome outside our building or when we meet them in our community or when they come here? Part of our own invitation is to invite those that we know to serve alongside us and to worship with us. That's always on the table. But part of our invitation is to be willing to try new things, to make new spaces for those who Jesus loves who aren't here yet. Once they are here, we value them with our intentional faith formation. We have so many opportunities for folks to grow together in Faith Messiah Kids and Messiah Youth combined, say about 150 students and children a month. That's an incredible number. There are so many churches that don't have one. 150 students and kids are connecting with us a month. It takes about 30 volunteers a week to love on those kids and to make sure that they experience Jesus' love. We baptized 27 people last year, most of them children. We welcomed 32 new members last year. 13 of those were confirmands. Those are young people who said yes to becoming a member of a church. It's incredible. We're getting ready to host another confirmation class this year. Our membership is really strong. We have one of the highest membership um, churches in all of West Ohio. But to boot, we've got dozens and dozens of classes and circles and Bible studies and other faith formation groups that are helping hundreds of people to grow. We're starting brand new groups all the time. And, and, this is another one of those invitations that's ahead of us is to continue to grow intentionally in 2023. There's lots of opportunities for you to get involved in something that's already going on. The Messiah Kids calendar for the year is already done and is at the Welcome Center if you want a copy. I'm really looking forward to Vacation Bible School and to the mission trips coming up this summer. I know many of our adult groups have already scheduled a full slate of opportunities for you to learn and grow and discuss. I'm looking forward to some one-time opportunities to teach classes about the Bible. But however you engage your faith, please hear me say to you that it is essential that you engage it outside of this place on Sunday. I love worship. It's one of the favorite things that I do, and it's not going to be the primary driver of your growth in faith. Connecting with another believer on Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening, throughout the week, that's what's going to help you grow. So if you're looking for a deep way to grow in your faith, would you consider growing with another person, getting together, discussing the Bible, joining one of the classes that we've got, or saying, hey, there's not a space for me. I want something new. I'm really looking forward to launching new small groups in this year. I'd love to see everybody in the future who is connected to Messiah, not just members, but everyone connected in some way, growing their faith outside of Sunday morning. I think it's an awesome invitation that's ahead of us. 
And finally, we get to celebrate the extravagant generosity of this church family, giving the best of what we have to God, the one who loves us extravagantly. Because of our faithfulness this past year, we have been able to honor all of our ministry and mission commitments and then some. We ended the year in the black. Yay! And we were able to add a pretty healthy amount to our reserve so that we can do new and exciting things in years beyond. And that's just as exciting to me. In the midst of a pastoral transition, in the midst of a tough few years, in the midst of some significant inflation, that's no small thing. That is no small thing. We are on solid ground financially, and that prepares us to do new and better things for Jesus in years to come. There is no way for me to adequately say thank you to you for all the ways that you make that happen. And, and my sense is that we've got greater capacity at this church than this for extravagant generosity. I have heard about the stories you tell me about how much you love Jesus and about how much you love his church. And at the end of the day, this is why we give to the church, not because the pastor says we need to meet the budget, because that's not what giving's about. We give because of what God has done for us and because of what we hope that God might do for others through us. That's why we give. It's a way to say thank you to God for all that God has given us, and it's also a way for us to surrender control of our resources and say, lead us, God. Lead us in your way and not in our way. We want to go where you would have us go. So there is capacity here at this church for even greater impact in 2023 than 2022, and we made a lot of impact last year. We've got the capacity to say yes in new ways to Jesus' invitation in our lives. So what that looks like, practically speaking, is different for each one of us. What is extravagant for some is not for others. Maybe for you, that's stepping into a giving relationship with the church if you are not in one. Maybe if you are giving every once in a while, it's stepping into a regular giving relationship. And maybe if you are giving now, you might consider growing your gift. I love to talk about this stuff, so this is something you want to reach out to me about. I would be really pleased to have a conversation. I think stewardship is one of the most important things that we do with our lives. Friends, I'm so hopeful, and I have so much more to say, but I have overstayed my welcome. So all I want to say to you is that I'm really excited to see all the ways that God is going to grow this church in this year and beyond. I want to say thank you to our incredible staff who empowers this ministry and helps to make it happen. I want to say thank you to all of those of you who served in some capacity. I want to say thank you especially to our leadership board who is responsible for a lot of this guidance. I thank God for this church every day. I really do. I'm thankful for your willingness to serve God and for your willingness to love God's people. It showed last year. There's living proof of it in those numbers and in the lives that we've touched. So my prayer for us is that we might do this in this year again and beyond. Thanks be to God. Amen.